Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here at Guitar Nerds, we want to make sure you have the best chance to listen to all the guitar content that's right for you. That's why we have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. A veritable treasure trove full of interviews, mini-series, and a whole extra half-an-hour episode every week. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Get your nerd on. Hello, uh, no, let's do that again. Hello, and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Mark Packham. Having a large one. That's right, listener, you have Mark Packham back in your ear holes for another week. That's two Mark weeks Backham. In, a, in a row. I'm Backham. Mark, Mark Backham. That's true. That's uh, That's, in fact... I, I made that jest on online. I used that as my uh, my jest. Wasn't to... that the podcast title last week? I, oh, is it? No, I thought I, I just called it the return of Mark oh, Packham. Yeah. Maybe I should have been like... You should have called it the return of the pack. Mark Packham Strikes Back. Yeah. yeah. Mark, maybe you should have called it Mark Packham Strikes... That's a terrible name for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. But yes, it is the three of us uh, again this week. Where, where, where's Matt? Matt's in Japan. Yeah, yeah he's in Japan. Yeah, well, good, good save. Good save. Yeah, Matt, Matt is in Japan um, working. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Do, know. He's, he's not there stuff. for three months like last year. Yeah, but he's, he's just there for a little bit. But doing more work for Boss Japan. Good old Matt Knight. Probably concocting some more awesome pedals. Uh, if he doesn't come back with some sort of uh, Wazercraft new space echo i'm gonna be furious yeah i yeah that can be that should be the only reason why he should be allowed to go to japan i miss him too much when he's not here but if he i i would say that if uh him him personally making a new space echo meant that he had to be in japan for another three months i would allow that i think that would be okay I like that he got completely murked by his boss uh, this week on Facebook because he put up a picture of two different menus of food that he's in. One that had whale meat and the other one that had rectum. And uh, he put, what do you choose, whale meat or rectum? And his boss said, I didn't know you like such exotic stuff. I've changed our dinner reservation. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it was excellent. Wonderful, wonderful patter by the owner of Boss Effects. Very good indeed. Well, he's not the owner, but he's well, the whatever, president. You know, the president. Presidente. But anyway, it doesn't matter. No, absolutely. What would you have? Whale meat or rectum? <sighs> it's a tough, a tough I choice. I bet it is quite tough. <laughs> <laughs> what, who, 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 not who's rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, what's for, or who? I mean, you know. They're all human, donated. <laughs> my, my, um, my I guess goodness. it would depend. I, would that's, it depend? I don't think it would depend. That's I, the wrong sort of donor card to pick up, isn't it? <laughs> but this week, I mean, on, once uh, I'm gone, you can do whatever you want with me, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. not you know, within reason. Wow, I, I can confirm I will not be eating Jay Cross's rectum. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Well, this podcast is certainly... I'm certainly glad to have you back, Mark Packham. You have really been lowering the tone, quite consistently lowering the tone since your return. I'm glad... He's been sat in his house by himself for, for the last, time, like, yes. three months, and this is the only social interaction that he has. <laughs> and, of course, he's reverted to being a 12-year-old boy who just sits around, watches South Park, and then makes... Rectum references. <laughs> anyway, there's uh, there's loads uh, there's loads of news this week on the uh, on the guitar nerds podcast. Of course, it was um, a, a guitar summit. The new uh, the 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 brand new version of of you know I guess Nam or Music Messer that's uh, that's that's happening now in in Germany. Um, first one. It's the first guitar summit, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and uh, apparently I hear that it's it was very good. Um, and from people who perhaps didn't have uh, such a great experience at Music Messer this year, which was pretty quiet. Um, apparently, Guitar Summit was very busy. So um, well, that's good. What with uh, punters or with I don't press think, or I think with it was, um, uh, I buyers? Think, I think it was a mix of everything. Actually, um, again, I, you know, I only spoke to someone who had a quick walk round, but um, yeah, he said that it was uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it did look pretty good. It's it, it looked like they had the right people. I saw like uh, Tom Quayle was doing a. Um, a session there and uh, you know I saw plenty of people that we know knocking around at, at the booths uh, demoing stuff and there seemed like there were some cool bits and bobs so quite a few companies have uh, have released stuff whether it is deliberately in line with this event or not but um, but it, an odd time of year for us to have jam-packed news and some really cool uh, things uh, as well I actually haven't realised how big it was I'm just having a look at the exhibitor list and it's, it's absolutely yeah. humongous I, I didn't I didn't realise until I was on the website and stuff and and, uh, and <laughs> Clicked on like the map of the area and realised how many. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, but uh, before we jump into the news, uh, what have you been up to this week, Mark Packham? Uh, what have I been up to this week? Well, I actually saw Matt Knight uh, before he uh, went off on his uh, Japan... That's right, you guys did an event together. Yeah, uh, so this week was the opening of the brand new uh, Roland slash Boss Artist Centre mm. um, at Metropolis Studios. Metropolis is uh, used to be known as the Power Plant uh, or the Power House, maybe, Um and uh, it's quite a famous studio in the 70s and 80s. Queen recorded there. Uh, loads of other people recorded there. It's now the home of Freddie Mercury's personal grand piano. Um, and, yeah, Roland and Boss have got, like, a couple of rooms there. One that's, like, an office and one that is, like, an artist drop-in demo centre. So if you're uh, a famous guitar player, let's say you're Joe Perry from Aerosmith and you're in London uh, and you want to try out a Boss DS1, uh, there is now a place <laughs> in London where you can go and try a Boss DS1 with the uh, artist guys. So, yeah, it was good to catch up with Matt because um, I haven't seen him for ages. Uh, it was very busy. There was artists and influencers and management types and people around uh ace from skunk and nancy was there oh yeah quite good to see him um and yeah just caught up with matty and had a couple of beers and uh yeah it was it was pretty nice very nice there's somewhere that you can go to demo all of has it got everything set up have they moved that massive wall of compacts that they Uh, had it wasn't on a wall it was on a sort of ikea shelf at the moment but i think there's still some more work to do on it but but, uh yeah it was it was pretty max it was quite busy and uh apparently when you put people in a small demo room who have had a few drinks what they really want to do is turn up drum machines through a pa really loudly uh and go and sort of nod their heads at it uh so uh, other people who were trying to out guitar stuff at a different tempo and a different key and then people who were playing the electronic drums at a different tempo it was quite the clash quite the cacophony Uh, indeed indeed so i did that this week uh what else i've been doing trying to do some upgrades on the old um phoenix les paul that i bought last week how's that gone uh yeah fine i need to get some pickups for it uh i took the pickup cover off that uh, Have you made any pickup decisions? No, not yet. But I was looking at. I'll probably get some Montes because they're mean, just why not? they're yeah. just real good. Um, so yeah, I've been. I plugged it in, and I thought the back pickup either didn't work or the switch was bust. Uh-huh. Um, but turns out, just with a bit of a waggle of the toggle switch, the back pickup came back to life. Um, and it doesn't sound very good. I don't <laughs> like Tomatio Super Distortions. Really nasal sounding pickup. And compare that to the neck pickup, which is just whatever cheap pickup came with the guitar that sounds like really open and smooth sounding you flick to the back pickup and it's like this is not good 
even right. with drive on it doesn't sound very good um so i think that is probably a fine pickup if you've got like a super strat or something a bit brighter but when you've got kind of a dark les paul and then you emphasize the mids oh yeah it's like oh this is just a bit honky and a bit kind of quacky uh so yeah that's going to come out straight away and probably the neck pickup as well change it up a bit cool so um yeah apart from that you know just doing the stuff reverb.com you know just uh yeah you seem to be buying a lot more now that you're well, I so one uh, more thing yeah i bought one more thing and i'm i've told you guys about something that i'm watching as a speculation piece i love that you're not actually going to let us talk about that because you're concerned I'm, that a I'm listener worried about will purchase the price it. being driven up because <laughs> i've spotted something where the price see this is the thing about like reverb in general obviously if you're a user on there um but if you're on it every day, like I am for work, and you know I've got kind of the broadest net of stuff because you know I need to find listings for doing like social posts and putting in emails and stuff. So like my feed on Reverb is basically everything in the UK. Yeah. Um, and what you get to notice is like, hmm, this might be listed a little bit cheap. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the temptation that is there to kind of speculate and then, uh, you know, sit on, to, sit on it for a couple of months and then, you know, put it back uh, on the market. And, you know, you could. The, the term is flipping. Uh, sure, I realise flipping is... It's immoral. Uh, no, it's not. Why and is it immoral? 60 Cycle Hum have based their entire podcast around it, which I think is outrageous. And that's why I don't listen to them. Well, see, Ever. I, was, I was thinking about doing a uh, little seminar for guitar nerds listeners about um how to buy and sell on reverb um so that would be kind a of seminar yeah like an online thing like oh. you know like that's that's called a webinar a webinar fine about like i wasn't gonna call it flipping 101 but basically <laughs> that might be uh, part of that so i'm gonna uh, think about how we can do that in a more tasteful way that isn't just buy this stuff and make a profit on it because flipping uh, for dummies exactly um so yeah guitar nerds listeners watch out because in the facebook group shortly there will be something about that and if you want to join in on that you you can it'll be like a live thing like q a style thing is this going to be like is it going to be uh, is this a pyramid scheme do you get like a fiver every time yeah, yeah. a new a new user signs up and yeah, then x amount extra if they sell something i just what i say is buy that, buy buy so you've sell, seen sell, sell. you've seen this great les paul on there the best way to get a deal is put it in a stamped address the, put the money <laughs> cash stamped addressed envelope uh to my house yeah and then i, I because i'm a professional yeah. at this i can do the bargaining for you of course and uh guitar just... nerds does not officially <laughs> condone any of Mark Pack and no. Reverb's actions. But, so anyway, I've seen a couple of bits on there that I've spoken to you guys about um, that I think are excellent flipping material. I agree, mm. which is why I, I bought it on the way home. Uh, nice, thanks. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think you guys wouldn't do that to me. But. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week, looking out for cheap stuff that I can make a bit of extra dollarinos on um, nice. and uh, hanging out with Matt Knight, having a couple of beers. Very nice. Well, I didn't get to see Matt Knight uh, this week, but I, I did get to see uh, his, his co-conspirator, Jamie Dore. I also saw him oh yes of course he was also at the event uh also sort of uh you know i don't know what jamie's official title is boss japan king dude king, king of, boss. of boss yeah whatever but yeah i i hooked up with uh with jamie up in london went to, to a studio to play some bass for uh for for something that will come out at some point in the future and i was is like it a uh wazacraft um space echo um, I, even if it was, I wouldn't be able to say. And you know, if it oh. was, we'd we'd have to delete <laughs> this from the podcast. So it's a it's a Wazacraft space. So there you go, listener. You know, it definitely isn't that because <laughs> otherwise, Brandon. I would have just broken like, my NDA. Why would you be the one? Everyone in the UK is like, oh, who can we get to demo this? Oh, I know, this geezer with this stupid bass. Yeah, yeah. Well, there Sorry, were there were face. there were <laughs> there were loads of us actually. Loads of people were sent up to to have a go at it but anyway I, w- I was told to sort of like write some stuff uh sort of the you know in the week leading up to it so i was i was trying to think of stuff and i've got really into short scale recently i actually um got back in touch with newtone strings i can't remember if we mentioned this last week but i've yeah. asked them to make me a set of uh 60 to 120 gauge short scale bass, bass strings oh, okay. so that i can cool. drop them down into d standard and start playing them in my band because i saw that neil joined the facebook group this week ah, did he yeah, oh yeah, cool yeah. 
Ah, wonderful, wonderful. He, uh, yeah, he responded in an email and called you Jake earlier. <laughs> you, that's Jake Ross. That usually only happens in. Uh, Jake Ross. <laughs> that usually only happens in person. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Jake I, was Ross. At, I was at a show the other day and some guy kept calling me Joe. <laughs> the worst insult. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No, but actually, I'm sorry so, for your loss. Um, also, it happened at work recently. Some, that someone who isn't in the office very regularly got me confused for someone else who is in the who is in the office. And uh, he, this person's name is Darren. And so, uh, and so this, this person, this person kept calling me Darren. And um, and I, I kind of think it's quite funny when someone keeps just, getting your name wrong. It's that I just, wrong. I just carry on with it. Like, yeah, like same with, with when this geezer called me Joe. It, it was it was a gig that I was putting on, and it was the guy doing security. And I introduced myself to him, and I went, "Oh, how you doing? I'm Jay." And he went, "Joe, great to meet you." <laughs> whole night called me joe and i was like it's fine I, I quite like it when someone gets my name completely wrong but Wonderful. jake is fine it's you know absolute darren well yes i i was uh so i got these short scale strings because i've been really getting short scales half because i was kind of doing a lot of chordy stuff and it's it's a bit easier to do on a short scale um so i want so you're to trying take... to make it more difficult by getting really heavy strings <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but um so i want to take uh, a little fender mustang one of the new offset fender mustangs i want to take that with me to do all the um all the the boss all the playing um uh, uh on and uh the the only problem with the offset mustang that i have is that it doesn't always work like the pickup selector randomly selects it doesn't matter what you do it will randomly be on one or the other or the p base pickup just won't come on at all so sounds like you might want to bosh some service hole yes yeah I, I, I yeah i obviously did just need to sort it out but i only really sort of realized this um a couple of days before and i was like oh it's a bit of a risk like you know <laughs> there's going to be a big old camera crew there um <laughs> taking a base that needs a service and, and yeah and so i was like well it'll probably be fine but um, but I also took a bass that I rarely ever play because I've never found a, a place for it to work really well. Um, and that would be a Gibson ES Les Paul mm. um, bass, one of the Memphis uh, short-scale Les Paul basses. And I, I've only just started playing it, and now I'm like, I absolutely love this bass. I'm so into it. A gold-top, hollow-body Les Paul bass. Oh. It's, it's, it's everything I've ever wanted from a base. It's it's absolutely brilliant. You just get rid of the rest of them then. So, yeah, I'm probably I'm just going to sell everything else and just stick on that base because it is fantastic. But I do really want to stick with the Mustang base. I'm going to get it refinished in black and I'm going to get a big guild pickup in there instead of the precision pickup. One of those big, you know. Like mud buckets. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> but do you know what else I've done this week? Helix LT. I've started actually messing around with it. They're really, really, really good. I think Moogravit was right. I am probably going to get rid of all my pedals and just just go to a Helix. I don't, I don't know why anyone does anything else. They're really good. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. There's been a lot of talk about it. Like the um, I, just before I got here today, I was listening to the Wampler podcast, and uh, I forget who it was. It was either Max or Travis were on there this week. Who were two of the original hosts came back on. You know, like like we do. They're taking yeah. notes from us. Sure. Um, and they were talking about how they've just like ditched loads of stuff and they're just using Helix and it sounds really? wicked. Yeah. Well, it Seems sounds... a bit cold to be doing that on the Wampler podcast. Uh, yeah, but you know, I think uh, <laughs> at least we're independent, kind of. I, th- I think with that podcast, you know, and Brian in general, he knows that people are playing other stuff course, and he doesn't mind talking about it. So, um, yeah, and I think they were saying that like they were using it live or something, but they still had loads of pedals and yeah, of that, course. So. Well, that's it as a live solution. It's it's a fantastic tool, but I didn't realise how much you can do with it. For example, one of the things that I'd set up with it was um, assigning. Um, assigning each of the uh pedals to to make a tone and then assigning a an unlatched tone and then assigning a pitch effect to it and dropping it down and so rather than having the pedals cycle through effects if i if i switch into the stomp mode because obviously you can have the scene mode where i'm clicking between predetermined scenes yeah. say i've got one with you know weird ambient delay one with my drive and i could have one which is this preset select that flip into the stomp mode and I have named the individual buttons the notes that they play when you put your foot on them. So I've essentially created a um, uh, bass pedals 
like organ so like bass pedals. Moog, Taurus, or yeah. whatever it is, the bass pedals. Exactly. So I've essentially got like a sub bass thing that I can play with my feet whilst playing. But you can't, surely you can't use the effects in there while that's happening. You just have to use that separately from your effects. Um, I don't, I don't know, actually. I haven't tried that yet. I was just sort of, I was messing around with the pedal, like just, I had my laptop and the, the board. So I assume that could potentially be a problem, but maybe not. Maybe there's some way around it. I'll, I just don't I'll really understand have... why it's got that function in there. It's a bit weird. So, <laughs> so essentially you can turn it into a synthesizer. You can turn the pedal into a, synth- a synthesizer why... with the foot switches as your keys. I'm just trying to think, like, what is that? called it's like bass why... pedals that's called bass pedals isn't it yeah but is that what it's called on the helix well no because i just created it yeah no but why does it allow you to generate a tone by pushing the foot switch oh, i don't know you, you the same i don't know i don't know not okay. sure random tone generator not sure well it's not random though is it but no. i guess it is just yeah tone maybe moog has had a lot more time with this than than we have well, i the, the comp Bob Moog. <laughs> Moog, Moog Gravit. Oh, on, right, on, uh, okay, uh, okay. Podcast listener and Patreon I thought you meant, you know, renowned synthesizer company <laughs> Moog. <laughs> yes, yes, no. Uh, but they. Uh, but I, I wonder if he's got some answers for us because, because yeah, I certainly have just started to, you know, try and... I was trying to get involved in it and being like, how deep can you go? Because, of course, for, for, for us, the, the Boss MS3 tech has always been this is the boss tech has always been this is the stuff that you can tear apart and you can break down to sort of the 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 finest point and you can build whatever you want and you can make any of the buttons do anything you like you just need to get in there deep enough yeah whereas on line six i've always thought of this stuff as being slightly more superficial um mainly because line six are aimed so much more generally speaking at metal musicians who are only ever going to have a lead tone and a clean tone, a really naff sounding clean tone with some uh with some delay on it um but this yeah the, it, I, i'm going to spend a lot of time with the lt over the over the coming uh days and weeks i think it's a properly awesome pedal and i don't think i think until now i haven't realized how awesome it is mm. yeah lots and lots of good feedback on the uh on the LT. Yeah, absolutely. And Speak- the HX as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Line 6, I've got a bit of an interesting one. So last week I was at uh, the EFA show, which is the um, <clears throat> kind of Europe's answer to CES. So it's like a big consumer electronics show. Uh-huh. Um, it's the third year that I've been. Um, and my day was bang- like, it's, it's so big. It's so difficult to explain. It's so big. The first two days, I reckon I walked 10 miles indoors. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's so big. And like, I booked loads of meetings that were really far away from each other. But anyway, so I didn't get a huge amount of time to walk around, but <clears throat> I saw the Yamaha was there. So I went over just to see if they had, I, I didn't expect that they have any guitars. Um, but they did, they did have some guitars there. Um, but they didn't have any Line 6 stuff there, which was I thought was really weird. So all the guitars were going into THRs. What? Yeah, really weird. And I would have thought that this would have been a really good place to showcase stuff like the Helix because it's, you know, this show is kind of seen as like the forefront of of technology. I and it, the, it just the, seemed a bit strange. you got to think about who the people are attending EFA though, because like music store buyers aren't going to go to EFA. No, but no, no. Let's no, say, no, for example, someone who is the buyer for Argos might do. Yeah, I and guess. And they might buy Yamaha yeah, yeah. guitars. They're probably not going to buy Helix. Do you sure. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that from a from kind of a, a press perspective, it would have. It seems like you get someone there who doesn't normally talk about guitars and you say, look at this. This is the, the, the one of the most advanced pieces of kit in modern the modern yeah. guitar world. I, I, I just found it interesting that, you know, I, and I think it's... It's uh, it's the fact that Yamaha and Line Six are so linked is kind of a thing that we know about, but not everybody does, you know. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I just I thought it was interesting. The booth looked great though. They had loads of stuff there. They had all their hi-fi gear there. They had um, all like a load of like massive pianos, and it was it looked it looked really good. The Yamaha but, um, hi-fi stuff is amazing. Like not to go off on too much of a tangent, but like that music cast they think they yeah. do, which is like basically. In home wireless audio. It's kind of like Sonus, but. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, I, yeah. yeah, it sounds a bit better. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got one of the uh, like TV bar thingies, sound bar yeah. things. Um, but you can get like little remote speakers. So you can like walk through the living room. Yeah, listen to it in there. Well, what do you mean a kitchen. remote speaker? What, like one on your belt? 
Uh, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> like, no, like gadget. you know, like you put one in the bathroom, put bathroom one in the kitchen, one in the living room, put one in the bathroom. Yeah, isn't it going to get water? I think they do like well, a little. I'm water sure if version. you don't put it in, like you know, you don't put it, don't in, the put bath. it in the shower. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to put them in the bath. No, that's a bad <laughs> idea. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm into it. But yeah, I can kind of see why, from a marketing perspective, you wouldn't have both because if yeah. most of the day you're going to be talking to uh, you know Joe Bloggs who works for Argos or like. Mm. I don't know, a catalogue, Debenhams catalogue or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you're not going to want to get into a conversation about the, you know, the, the fine modelling details yeah, I of suppose, the Helix. I suppose. You? Yeah, I just, I, I guess, I, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, we, we, I don't know if they do, but I guess we spend so much time talking about them as, as kind of one company. Yeah, same with Ampeg now as well. Yeah. You know, it's... What a great acquisition. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's going to be some. We haven't seen any new product from that. No, yet, not yet. No. Which is which is even better because it means they're spending some time, yeah. like really making it correct. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what they managed to do with Ampeg. Imagine if they bring back Ampeg guitar amps as well. They did for a while. No, Ampeg did. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. Ampeg did. I'm saying oh, if yeah. Yamaha bring yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah, but the Ampeg ones were dreadful. Yeah, but the Yamaha Ampeg ones won't be dreadful. The original Ampeg ones weren't dreadful. They were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they need it? For the moment, just get the bass stuff right. Forget about plexiglass guitars. guitars. That's what we need. Yeah, get some plexiglass guitars. I'm up for that. But with Greg Ginn can't have technology. He needs a new one. Just the Dan Armstrong guitar, but it's got Variax built in. That's Oof. what we want. Every guitar should have yeah. Variax. Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, dive headfirst into some news. News. Mark Packham. Hello. Mark Packham. Limited edition Epiphone Les Pauls. Talk to me. So, um, yeah, when you say limited edition, these are very limited edition, and it's not just Les Pauls. Two new models from Epiphone, um, both based around Peter Frampton. Ah, uh, Peter two, Frampton. Two new signature models for him. Uh, the Peter Frampton Les Paul Custom Pro and the Peter Frampton 1964 Texan, um, one being electric, one being acoustic. So um, there are... 200 of the new uh, Lesbo Custom Pro. That's such um, a weird... 200, but they're Epiphones. 200 Epiphones. Um, well, not quite, in fact. Um, so 200 guitars that come with a hand-signed certificate, uh, premium hard case, um, and I think a copy of his new album, although that doesn't say that here. Um, so... I mean, you can just stream that. 200 of those, um, or there's going to be another 900 guitar-only versions as well, right. so okay. 1,100. So what it actually is... That's is, still a low number for Epiphone. Well, totally, totally. So it's a Les Paul Custom um, with the uh, three pickups, three humbuckers, Peter Frampton signature on the back of the headstock. Apart from that, there doesn't appear to be anything particularly signature about it. Um, yeah, burst, uh, sorry, Pro Buckers and Ceramic Pros, uh, Ebony Boards... Which I guess is probably not what you'd find on a regular phone. I think they've done a couple recently. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm trying to think. I, I'm sure that there was a another signature Epiphone recently that was had this like low number. Right. Maybe it was one of the Bonamassas. I can't. I can't Possibly. remember. I'm, I'm sure there was something recently that that had hardly anything there. It's really, really weird that they're they're making it so limited. Just I guess you would have thought that. If they think that they'll only, not only, if they think that they can get away with only doing 200, why wouldn't they make it a, you know, at that point, you could almost make it a Les Paul Custom. Well, if yeah. there's If there's two, if, the, if you think that there's 200 Frampton super fans out there in the world. Yeah, it's a bit weird to be doing a low cost item for a very, exactly. very niche I mean, I, I assume it's not super low cost because a lot of these signature Epiphones that have been coming out are, you know, sort of. Yeah, they'll be like seven, eight hundred quid. quid. Yeah, yeah. seven hundred quid. Especially yeah, yeah. in a hard case. So I didn't realise the story of the original guitar. So the original guitar is the Phoenix, yeah. um, which is a 1954 Les Paul um, that I think. Les Paul's custom. Yeah, which was kind yeah. of modded and stuff. Um, and uh, so that's the one that's on the cover of Frampton Comes Alive, uh, which is his most famous album, I would say. Um, and it got lost in a plane crash in Venezuela in 1980, um, but was then rediscovered in 2012. What, what do you mean rediscovered? Well, yeah, I what, don't they know. They found the crash Well, site. I mean, what? I guess the <laughs> guitar must have been intact and then gone somewhere and then someone's <laughs> to shore like cast away <laughs> yeah just washed up in a crate um, oh, it's done I'm going to do some more digging on that because I don't actually know much about that maybe we could talk about that in the Patreon when I've had some time to uh, 
to go into it and find out what the actual details are. Mm, absolutely. Still, um, what a super cool, interesting guitar. Well, yeah, 100%. And, you know, it will be the regular quality of an Epiphone Les Paul custom, I would imagine. But obviously, if you're a Peter Frampton fan, it'll be a cool thing to uh, to have. The other thing that's coming out uh, is, again, limited edition Peter Frampton 1964 Texan um, premium outfit, um, which is... a hundred. Go on. No, I was going to say, what's the Texan? Texan is like a drop shoulder acoustic. The last one I can remember them doing was, was a 1964 Paul McCartney signature Texan. Right. Um, so what, a dreadnought drop shoulder? Yeah, it's kind of like a smaller body, like J45. When you say drop, you mean slope shoulder? Yeah, like a yeah. J45 right. style, um, rather than a squared shoulder. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so again, really, really limited. 100 guitars worldwide um, that come with a certificate, hard case, um, LR bag system, um, and a copy of uh, what they call here Frampton's critically acclaimed album, Acoustic Classics, uh, which probably actually doesn't come with the electric, actually. It seems like that's only for this this model. Um, and there's also a guitar-only version um, with a slightly downgraded pickup system, uh, which is limited to 500. So... The limited to 100 comes with the LR Bags DSELE2 uh, pickup system, and the, uh, fi- the one that's limited to 500 comes with the EAS VTC pickup system, which I'm guessing is not quite cheaper. as good. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit cheaper. Um, there's no other details. He talks a little bit about McCartney's one. Frampton said, My Texan was made three months apart from Paul McCartney's. His was a blonde one and mine was a sunburst. He wrote yesterday on his and I wrote Baby I Love Your Way on mine. Oh, that's so, sweet. There we go. So um, it looks like those are kind of out now. Or, you know, as out now as any Gibson stuff ever is. It, yeah. <laughs> it says available now, but I mean, when they'll actually appear in stores, I don't know. Awesome. I love a, a three pickup guitar. There should be more. Like there's some Vincent, the the new Gibson Gary Clark Jr. SG with three P90s. That's a banger. Yeah, those are nice. They're like they're like no well no money comparatively for a Gibson. It's like eleven hundred pounds for a yeah. three P90 cherry. So I want to talk about Gibson 2019 quickly because sure. I know we talked about it a bit last week, but since then I've actually had some feedback from people and. I've had, I would say, between five and six people who know that I know a little bit about guitars who are not necessarily like guitar kind of maniacs. They're people I know who just play guitar and they've all got in touch and gone, how much is that um, double cut? Uh, yes, special 100%, with the totally. P90s. 100%. It's not a special. It's a oh, junior. yeah, whatever it's called. It's, it's, a, it's a one pickup, so it's a junior. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Double cut junior. But isn't it called something else, though? Um, double cut junior DC limited junior. or something? No, I can't remember. Um, so many people are interested in that guitar. So I tribute is it the DC Junior tribute? tribute. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really want to try one. They mm. there wasn't one in Gak when we went down there this weekend. No, they actually sold through. Yeah. Every, everything we got sold through on like the first day. Even that weird blue. Yeah, um, sold, sold through. But I really want to try one because the interest in those is crazy, and I want to be absolutely. able to tell people and, whether and, they're and good or not. I, I do completely agree. Like Ryan from Sixty Circle Hum was naysaying them based on the scratch plate. You you were doing the same, and normally what? I would find. So were you. We said it was a necessity. So were you. Don't, 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 turn, don't turn this around. Don't yeah, turn that, this no, around. No, I'm saying the scratch plate definitely doesn't look as good, but I'm totally willing to let it slide. I also... Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I don't think... There seems to have been this thing where people have been like, I don't know why they've done it. I guess it, it could be so that they don't have to root out the back. It's like, of course it's so they don't have to root out the back. Can't you see what a massive cost cutter that is and like time saver of course that's why yeah. so I, I don't I, I have no problem with them doing it this way to to you know provide a, a guitar for sort of less than you know 700 pounds uh, an American made guitar you know yeah. I've seen some I've seen some dumb you always do with, with Gibson stuff but I've seen some really dumb comments over yeah of course uh, over the last couple of weeks but but um, I, I called it affordable on uh, on the video I did for GAC, and, and there were a couple of threads of people being like, affordable? It's $800! And it's like, yes, that's um, that's not an affordable like price. Relative. It is the cheapest American-built guitar probably available at the moment. That's probably the cheapest American-made guitar of any brand. Yeah, yeah, I think you're, you might be right. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of anyone else, because obviously you would... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Have to be building something at quite high volume to reach that sort of price point. Yeah. Um, if you're building in the States. So yeah, I, I can imagine that's probably true. But yeah, that junior, absolutely, completely fantastic. And I think we're, we're going to see, uh, I, I think that's going to be a very, very popular guitar. Surely contender for gear of the year. I think we've, out of all the, just because it's something a bit different, out of all the Gibsons, that's the one that could be entered. We've yeah. got to start thinking about gear of the year as well. Because that is... I don't know if I can be involved, boys. <laughs> we'll have to see. I might have to do a little guest spot and come in. Unbelievable. And Unbelievable. Like, Thanks, Mark. Top five. Thanks, Mark. Glad to, glad to have your support. Anyway, um, the pedal brand that just can't stop releasing pedals have released a new pedal. Electro Harmonics have released their 50th anniversary um, Triangle Big Muff. That's right. Uh, it's a, it's a, a reissue of the original, the very first Big Muff, the 1968 version one Big Muff. Tri- I didn't, I, I mean, it, it's obvious to me now, but I was before this, I was like, I don't know why they call it the Triangle. Yeah, something to do with the the, the sine wave, or I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they like, didn't. Maybe. I don't know in the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> but but yes, it is obviously because the volume, tone, and sustain controls are in a triangle <laughs> shape rather than a line. But but this is great. This is great. Electro Harmonics have reissued the original Big Muff, and I I love they've done it in a super simple chassis. It's like one of their nano size uh, chassis. But but for a company that's that's uh, that's artwork and graphics are normally so um, so brilliant, especially with things recently like the crayons coming in two different finishes and the canyon. Like oh, those pedals all looked banging. This is just like a silver face pedal with the with the black writing and you know big muffin. Well, the, the idea italic is, comic sans. The idea is that it's I know, faithful to I know, the original. I know. I obviously appreciate that, and I love it. I love its simplicity, especially at a time now where not just for electronic. Uh, electro harmonics but obviously boutique pedals are, are going crazy with um with with the type of finishes they have i love that uh electro harmonics have gone for such a super simple finish and 99 dollars is the expected retail yeah these pedals <laughs> which is fantastic well, fantastic uh, electro harmonics stuff's never particularly expensive is it no true but the uh but but you know the the original obviously if you can find a version one triangle big muff at the moment they are they're hundreds and hundreds of pounds now I appreciate that's because it's a piece of vintage equipment as as much as the way it sounds but wonderful that you're getting something a faithful recreation of that pedal for for such a a reasonable sum I gotta say fifty years electro harmonics yeah isn't that mad like this could kind of get lost in the fray because it's oh, yeah, uh, I guess so because it's um. It's just a new pedal, but 50 years that company's been boshing out compressors <laughs> and, <laughs> and big muffs. Um, but no, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. What a what a what a legacy. Yeah. And uh, you know, and Mike Matthews still, uh, you know, as far as I can tell, still super super involved. You still, know, still chewing cigars. Yeah. Well, yeah, completely. But um, I th- I think it's great. I think it's uh, you know, what what a great company to still be putting out the stuff that they're putting out. It's it's really uh. Yeah, it's it's easy to forget that like we probably wouldn't be talking about this stuff in the way that we do without electroharmonics. You yeah, know, I think they've they've done a lot, and uh, you know they they made it they made it you know they made it through the eighties. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know unlike unlike uh, they a, made it through the age of rack mount gear. Well, yeah, to- well, totally though. That's the thing, isn't it? But yeah, and it, it's uh, yeah, it's cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting to see that they're still doing 
uh, well, in this case, reissues, but new stuff. Yeah, know. still cool stuff. Still yeah. reasonably sized, cool chassis, 9-volt adapter. Wonderful. J-Cross uh, Fender have uh, released a handful of things that obviously we've all known about since the start of the year, but but whatever. They're, they're coming out officially now. <laughs> um, uh, so we, We've got some pedals, some new additions to the pedal line that include probably one of the best advertisements I've ever seen. Listener, if you've not seen the new Fender ad for their pedals, it's very, very good. The new, the new advert is unbelievable is it's genuinely unbelievable it's like a uh so there's three new pedals there's the engager boost the full moon distortion and the pelt fuzz which were originally shown at summer nam thank you very much oh, not the start of the year all oh, right uh it was the uh original six pedals were shown us at, at nam at the start of so the year two months ago rather than five yeah exactly right. yeah 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 it's more like six weeks ago but you know let's let's you know what's a few weeks between mates <laughs> um but the uh the 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 video that came out to promote these is just absolutely incredible it looks like it's been directed by rob zombie um <laughs> or like uh uh what's the geezer from bill and ted mike judd uh no he didn't do bill and ted but you, not bill and ted that's not what i'm thinking of i'm thinking King of, of beavis, and Butt- beavis and butthead yeah is that Mike Judd? Uh, Mike Judge. 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 Mike Judge. Yes. Uh, it looks like it's been directed by him or something. It's it's unbelievable. There's these three monsters um, that are cartoon monsters that are playing the pedals, and then over the top of their playing, there's um, you know how at the um, in like American pharmaceutical adverts when they're trying to get you to buy uh, like hair restore cream or whatever. Yeah. There's there's always the the terms and conditions said really quite like really quick over the over the top that's what ha- that's like how the specs are like thrown out is it's really i think it's really funny and it's like a uh it's just a, a, so different from what anything else that fender's done and uh I, yeah I, I i thought it was i thought it was really really cool so the the pedals themselves the boost wasn't there already a boost or no no what was there oh there was a buffer yeah, yeah. which yeah. but wasn't that a buffer that also no it's just a buffer there's a compressor as well oh okay maybe that's what i'm thinking of so yeah it's just uh the yeah no this is uh the, these are three new pedals in what's going to be a growing line of that's cool that's really i'm glad they're adding to it the the boost is it just a level boost or does it come with some EQ? Uh, yeah, no. So you've got level uh, for your for your boost, and then you've got uh, bass treble and middle. So three band EQ on there, cool. uh, and um, it, it's 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 really cool. Like super simple. I've had a go on one. It sounds really good. Um, I haven't had enough time to spend with it to see whether it would fall into the category of a make gooderer. Um, I would need to, you know, obviously plug that into the make gooderer setup, which is of course. A Blues Junior and a Baja <laughs> Telecaster, but um, you know we'll we'll see what comes of that. But uh, but yeah, it, it's fantastic, really, really nice and easy. Um, and then the uh, the the pelt fuzz, um, as I have made clear on many occasions, I'm not a huge fuzz fan. Um, but what this has got is um, it, it's super controllable. You've got um, the the control on there that we're calling the bloom control um which essentially l- lets you go from kind of like super spluttery through to uh kind of tighter um just oh that's cool yeah so like not... a trad to modern exactly sort of, yeah right. yeah yeah uh and again you've got a tone control on there then the amount of fuzz and the amount of level plus um a mid boost and cut and a, oh, a thickness control Ooh, as well. so, so potentially suitable for a bass yeah i would have thought so yeah 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 it's and it's uh it's purple as well which is of course very exciting not only is the pedal purple the dual light is purple. Oh, yes. very so fetching. all of the all of these uh feature a fender amp dual instead of an led um well, oh. i mean it is a it's an led under a dual sure. cover <laughs> but you know it looks like a dual light um so that's really cool and then uh the last one that's uh come out is the full moon distortion um which so is what is this the third drive uh yeah I, well i guess so there's the um there was the the pugilist which was the uh the first uh <laughs> kind of distortion when when mark batch did the gack video yeah. for this he called it the pugilist yeah the pugilist. <laughs> i was like why why where, where did you where? It's great. <laughs> so I, I've made him keep the comments good. live on. That, we on did that loads video. of people say, "Oh yeah." <laughs> say, "Boy, you're talking about pugilist." <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there was the pugilist, which is um, so this the, the 
this has got the same sort of drive circuit that's in the Pugilist. But with, with the Pugilist, I, which I love, by the way, because it's got um, the two gain circuits and then you can blend them together. Oh, Similar, that's cool. in, for the same reason why we love the um, the, the Angry Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Angry Charlie... Is that angry, no, angry, driver. angry driver? Angry driver, yeah. Because you could blend the two. Because you blend the two together. So does it have two foot switches? The pugilist. So the pugilist, no, it's just single right. with, with the two uh, gain stages you right. can blend together. But um, with the uh, the full moon, this is kind of halfway between that and the uh, the uh, Santa Ana, yeah. which was the distortion pedal. That was the red one. That was the right? red one, yeah. yeah. So the Santa Ana was. Uh, I liked that one. I thought yeah, that Santa Ana was cool. It was drive with a boost, and yeah. that's basically what the um, what the full moon is. But it's distortion with a boost. Um, so maybe that's what you were thinking of. Yeah, because uh, that's Probably. that's on there. Uh, again, really cool, super controllable um, distortion. Uh, again, I'm not like the biggest distortion fan, but I think this is like it doesn't it doesn't need to color your sound quite so much. Uh, so yeah, re- like great great um, additions to the line. It's uh, it's it, it's starting to turn into like quite a cool little subsection of the, of the Fender catalog. I think yeah. to be honest with you, and I think really important that they've kept them at the price point they have. Yeah, really exactly. Smart. Yeah, they are. I I can't remember off the top of my head what the prices are, but the from memory, the uh, boost and the fuzz are both sub a hundred pounds. And uh, the full moon is a little bit more, but it's a bit more complicated. You know, it's, yeah. you've got the boost in there as well. It's, but it's the very similar pricing to the original, uh, the original few. And I really have to say, I mean, obviously I can't say too much, but uh, there's some. Gr- I've seen what's coming up over the next sort of eighteen months or so, and there's some absolutely banging stuff on the way. Uh, so one of everything, basically. Well, essentially, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Multiples of everything where the drive's concerned. And just, just you know, I'm just really excited for January when we bring out our first uh, tape echo. Oh no! Oh no! Our first analog. Yeah, no, of course. We're but Fender's Fender's other release, um, part yeah. of the monthly Parallel Universe series. This might be my favourite one. This is actually probably the only one I like in the Parallel Universe series. But I don't just like it. I think this is wicked. Yeah, I, I agree. I really, re- I, I to begin with, I didn't really get it. I thought. So this is the uh, the white guard strat, and when I first saw it, I thought, okay, cool. So what you've done is you've put a tele guard on a strat. Uh, but actually, when you think about it, it's really clever because you know the the classic tele is the black guard tele, and this is the white guard strat. So essentially, what it is is it's a tele strat hybrid. Uh, you've got um, the in the same way as the uh, offset tele that I've got was a Telecaster in a. Uh, Jaguar body or Jazzmaster body. This is a Tele uh, spec in a uh, in a Strat. So you've got um, the American Pro. I think it's an American Pro bridge. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that's what it is. It's brass saddles. It's brass saddles. That's what's on the American Pro. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so like the elites have got like a you know sort of yeah they're compensated. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, normal bridge, I guess. Um, but yeah, so this is brass saddles, uh, like you get on the American Pro tellies. Um, the pickups are uh, fifty-one no casters. Oh yeah, so like super shrill, super bitey, cool. uh, re- like real iconic telly. Uh, and uh, and yeah, other than that, it's it's a strat. You know, it's a, it's a standard modern C neck. But it's um, a telly headstock, right? It's a tele headstock, of course, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, really, really cool. Very, very uh, exciting. I, I picked one of these up at, at NAM, but, like, obviously I couldn't plug it in, so it was just, okay, well, I'm just playing a tele, essentially, yeah. you know. So it's difficult to tell exactly what it sounded like, but I think I think it looks great, and I've, I've been a huge fan of the Parallel Universe. I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, the best is yet to come. Um, but uh, as as a whole range, I think it's been I think it's been really really cool. Certainly, it has been surprisingly cool. Mark Packham, hello, Hughes and Kettner, Hughes yeah. and Kettner of all people. I know, what I've got they, one. What are they doing? Releasing a new product? Yeah, well, no, they do new products all the time. They just do they very much based around products that have already existed. Well, very much based around the German market. I think well, is what they are. But um, well, I mean, you know, I've got a Tube Meister. I like it. It's not the most characterful amp, and for a it's long a time... It's a fantastic platform, though. It's a wonderful sure. pedal platform. I kind of think that's what he's and Kenton do well, surely. Uh, yeah, it's okay for that. I think it's still a little neutral sounding, even to run pedals through. It sounds, right. just sounds a bit flat. I see. Um, but, uh, you know, Hughes and Kenton have had a... Uh, 
I guess since what about 2010 they've been doing the Tube Meister series and they've done various iterations on that and I don't think they've done really much else since then you know it's no, been... certainly the Tube and Grand Meister series yep. have been have been very popular well yeah. that's where we get to this week uh, with the announcement of the Black Spirit 200 um, brand new um, from Hughes and Kettner um, looks very much like the uh, Tube Meister series you know it's in the similar sort of box but um, from they're a bit uh, Let's say they're a little bit cagey with the wording, but it seems like it's a solid state amp um, that has some kind of tube uh, modeling technology. Sagging. Yeah. Um, so uh, they are basically saying that uh, it has new bionic spirit technology. Oh, um, yeah. Using, that sounds spooky. Using That's right. The, it's like technology and spookiness, like robot ghosts. Using robot the ghosts. spirit tone generator. Um, Sorry, are you yawning whilst, whilst <laughs> delivering this piece of news, Mark yes, Packham? Yes, I was yawning. Spirit Tone Generator. Um, so basically what that allows you to do uh, is create what they say is iconic guitar sounds from the last 60 years and in a variety of clean, crunch, lead and ultra sounds. Um, and depending on which power setting you have it on there, um, there is uh, modelled power amp sag uh, on the amp as well. So basically they're trying to recreate that kind of like uh, analogue experience you get from valve amps um, but with a solid state Something reliable. system. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, it's, it's times like these where we really miss Matt Knight because he would actually find this interesting <laughs> as opposed to Matt yeah. Mark who's doing, doing, doing a fine job. Right, of, I, think of, this, uh, I like it. No, uh, And you know, to be honest... The the problem that I've had with a lot of the Hughes and Kettners is it's very, very difficult to get the sound that you're actually after. Uh, and this looks like, you know, you've got one big control on the end there that basically is your, almost your presets um, with your clean crunch lead and ultra. Um, and then you've got just regular amp controls from there. Um, there is also, by the looks of things, some modulation built in. Um, so you've got a modulation type. That's uh, right. The, uh, and and this, that was available on the on the Grandmeisters and Tubemeisters yes. as well. So I think it's the same number of of effects the uh, other thing and the reason it's called the black spirit 200 is 200 watts of power um, but it's transistor watts so yeah. you know it's going to be different from a 200 valve watt but you can also reduce it to 22 or even zero watts that's where the power sagging comes in and if you drop it down to a low wattage it's going to behave like a valve amp switch down to a low wattage why would you want to drop it down to zero watts so you, you can, can use it for silent recording or bedroom uh, headphone practice oh right that's cool uh, yeah, headphone out on there, auxiliary in as well, or Bluetooth as well. So you can Bluetooth in from your phone or whatever you've got that's playing music. So basically what they've done is they've created something that looks like a regular Hughes and Kettner amp, but is like packed full of features um, and is obviously not going to be... Uh, it's not a valve amp, but you're getting valve-like tones from their... Uh, power sagging technology whatever it was called spirit ghosts technology yeah ghost uh, techno ghosts space ghosts, ghosts that are into Ibiza music <laughs> this, this app is, um, what is, I... it a, is it a combo or is it a head it's a head, uh, it's it's a head. head um, there's also just a head I should say Redbox but the new version of the Redbox built in Redbox AE Plus which has got cabinet simulations built in um, which is pretty so good eight different cabinet, sim cabinet simulations and that is actually that's the crucial thing um, about this which I think makes this a fantastic product because of course at the price point that it's at it's, it's very affordable I think it's around the £800 mark somewhere uh, somewhere around that but certainly at a time where things like Kemper are becoming so very popular I appreciate this doesn't offer any any form of uh, you, you know you can't you can't use any IRs you can't create any tones of your own but um, this is offering a similar thing if you think that Kemper offers uh, reliability a wide range of, of tonal options um you know, to create that valve sound without having the heavyweight, often unreliable, yeah. one-trick pony sort of valve amp. This is aiming at a similar thing for a very affordable price, but still made by an absolutely quality company. I, I think this it's, could be a really interesting product. It's, it's a lot cheaper than I was expecting it to be, considering it's it's Houston Kettner. I mean, you know, just I've just was looking at some of their other prices. And for example, I've just found the Hughes & Kettner TC412, which uh, A60, which is their, their highest spec 4x12, which is 800 quid by itself. Uh, and I think you can still get a Triamp for two and a half grand. Yeah. You know, a tri and the Triamp is an incredible amp. Absolutely amazing. I mean, 
certainly too many knobs for me to know what to do with. Um, but uh, I, I really, really, and, and I think that's the thing is that they, they, uh, I think the people who are really, really into Hughes and Kettner just they want it to sound and look like a triumph. Yeah. Uh, so doing something that looks like that, but is a a, a, a more accessible price point, I think is good. Yeah, um, just to confirm the price point, they are indeed £799. There we go. Absolutely banging. Everyone's favourite, completely bonkers, super modern, awesomely cool, often headless guitar brand, Ormsby, have released a ludicrous amount of new stuff. I mean, they could have, they could genuinely, like Perry, you could have released this over the course of some time rather than all at once. Yeah, they, give, you, give yourself a break, mate. Yeah, they have, uh, they Ormsby have released the Metal X and Metal V uh, series, um, as well as a new range of, uh, a, new, a new Goliath headless model and new humbucking pickup sets, the Blizzard and the Concordia pickup sets which is uh, uh which is pretty interesting the metal x and metal v can you guess can you guess what they are uh is the v uh kind of flying v type thing yes but a bit more sort of metally yes it's the and explorer is the x a bit like explorer yes but a bit more metally yes that is right in both cases so they are these aren't headless um which is a shame. I want a headless. No, it's one. not a shame. They look Everything cool. should they, be headless. They these, look great. These, these actually do look fantastic, and they come in a wonderful range of colours. The great thing about Ormsby is kind of the way their, their whole run system works. So, uh, you know, so you're not tied to... Um, a single guitar model for a long period of time. They they run in sort of micro runs that will, uh, you know, it, it come out and then sell through, and then they'll move on to something else. There'll be a new thing. It'll be uh, an upgrade, a change. Uh, yeah, you know, they'll they'll learn from what's popular and what's not, and they'll make the best guitars possible for uh, for that. But yes, I'm, I'm I'm really into these as like a metal guitar. This is everything you want, like stainless steel frets, lumen lay dot inlays. Um, ebony fingerboards it's super cool they even do like a call on the I don't know I didn't notice if they did this um, if they did this on the uh, on the Explorer on the X uh, but on the V they do this cool sort of like pinstripe white white pinstripe uh, finish which which looks super cool with gold hardware which I am extremely into kind of uh um uh sinister gates yes that 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 sort of vibe that sort of vibe but yeah they're all uh they're all multi-scale so uh coming in 25.5 inch to 27.5 inch scale which is ridiculous and uh retailing at uh only uh, less than nineteen hundred Australian dollars. I don't know what is that in pounds. Like five hundred quid, two hundred quid. Dollarinos. <laughs> what are Aussie dollars? <laughs> uh, I'm just having a look now. Well, <laughs> I got that to Lily. I don't idea. know. The, the Aussie dollar is weak at the moment. I know that, but um, I don't know how weak. But anyway, that's. Uh, but yeah, they look uh, properly super cool and a new range of awesome colours in um, the Goliath, which is my favourite headless thing, including a very very fetching. Um, sort of uh uh like blue would it would you call that blue what's that what's that pepperminty blue called when you name it after a fender color daphne not sonic? daphne sonic yeah we'll go sonic a sort of sonic daphne yeah maybe um, this is uh, actually i hadn't realized quite how if it's if it is down to if i don't know if there's been a big currency swing recently but um 1900 australian dollars is uh, just over a thousand pounds, so that is actually that's really cheap. That's a lot. That's really reasonable. <laughs> that is a lot of very modern guitar for yeah. for not a lot of Wonga. Yeah, that's, they, yeah. <laughs> you could certainly buy a few of those and put them in your Ute. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna make a joke like that. An apple the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, they look absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for there to be new Goliaths as well, especially you, in the the range of awesome finishes. Are you going to get these metal X's and metal V's at, at GAC? I mean, I assume so. Yeah, I assume we'll get cool. everything. I'm trying to find the full list of uh, colours for the Goliaths because I mean, I they don't, are great. Do they come in pink? Okay, it doesn't look like it. Looking at the picture that I'm looking but at, you it doesn't, can, look, it you, doesn't look like a pink. You one. can get a pink V and a pink X. I know that's that's. That's why I'm asking. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Right. But Does yeah, it come in pink? Uh, you, Stop the, talking about it if it doesn't come in pink. Right. You can get natural, mayor blue, 
Pur- John Mayer Blue. Purple. And iced tea. How, how good is that? Purr, as in a cat purring. Pull, as in not to push. <laughs> I think that's great. You okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm just fine. I'm just dandy. Anyway, next up, Mark Packham. Hello. Everyone's uh, favourite um, Taylor Swift impersonator has just released a new pedal. Indeed. Uh, so this is the new ca- collaboration between Ryan Adams um, and this time uh, Walrus Audio because he's had a few different uh, signature pedals, hasn't he? Um, with a few different brands. This time he teamed up with uh, the guys at Walrus Audio to release the Defcon 4, which looks like uh, the control panel from, uh, let's say, the computer in uh, War Games, the 1980-something film starring Matthew Broderick oh. and uh, Ali Sheedy. I think it's 1983 for some reason. Mm, three or four. Yeah. Um, so this looks like the interface from the Whopper, which is the computer from that movie. Um, I, just, I just can't understand some of the information that you store in your brain. I know. It's, it's, I've seen that film a lot of times. Um, so this is a uh, kind of boost slash preamp slash drive um, that really looks like it's got tons of controls on it, but actually uh, it's just... Well, I guess it has got quite a lot of controls. So it's three um, rotary controls and then three switches. But the bulk of the pedal is taken up with a kind of map of the world that is kind of backlit that has like nuclear trails going across it. And when you turn the pedal on, it goes through a whole startup sequence. It's absolutely incredible. Um, Control-wise on there, do we have a list? Yeah, okay. So low, mid and high band rotary controls... Uh, that cut and boost frequencies of your signal. Toggle switches which activate or bypass each frequency. So you can turn each band of the EQ on and off. And then it's a cut or boost for that. So it's primarily an EQ pedal, but obviously when you're boosting, you could use that as kind of almost a preamp because it's like you could just boost all the frequencies if you wanted. Um, Or you could obviously just boost the mids or boost treble or to, to kind of drive it a little bit. Oh, it does in fact say in the article, the 1983 movie... War games. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is I guess going to sit alongside the uh, JHS uh, VHS. Yeah, yeah. Was that what it was called? The yeah, VHS? yeah. The VHS. Yeah. Um, as his kind of like 1980s retro pedals. I have to say, if I was going to have a pedal that was sort of like represented, representative of sort of nuclear fallout, I'm not sure EQ. Yeah, that is a bit weird. But, you know, the whole thing, I think, just looks fantastic. Well, presumably, he just wants something that he's actually going to use. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Basically, he's been sat at home being like, oh, there's something missing from my sound. What I really need is just... But sometimes I just want loads of, like, treble. But, like, when it's on, it's on. I don't need to, like... I don't need to turn it off. I I just just... want loads of treble, and 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 I really like war games. uh, Dave Walrus uh, gave him a call. Dave Walrus. Right, do you want to do you want to do a pedal, mate? And he's gone. Yes. Ring, ring. I Hello, am... I am the walrus. Goo 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 tube. Um, so I actually might get one of these because it looks ace. I love it does, war games. It does look really good. Also, not to blow around trumpet, but the reverb demo of it was absolutely fantastic. Andy Martin from formerly of Pro Guitar Shop, now with Reverb does an excellent demo of it, and it just sounds incredible. It sounds so good. He's got a telly. It's through obviously some sort of either a tube amp or some recreation of a little fender or something and the the pedal sounds incredible awesome awesome we'll have to check that out anyway that is it um for us here on the regular podcast but you're not going to talk about the most exciting piece of news well we've run out of time so we'll do it we'll do it next week so uh, yeah i just don't just don't do it i'll do it next week so we're going to be continuing over on the patreon episode of the guitar nerds podcast where this week mark packham we're doing a quiz yes mark packham is going to host a little quiz it's not it's not the full quiz i have to say i've just we didn't know what we were going to do for the Patreon, and while uh, we were having dinner, I've knocked up a little mini quiz. Do you want the title of this quiz? Go on. The title of the quiz is Muse or Ruse. Oh, wow. uh, and <laughs> you're going to have to work out whether the the titles, song titles that I've come up with, are Muse songs or whether they are something else. And this is going to last an entire no, Patreon No, no, we've episode. got some questions that we can oh, do okay, as well. Fine, but right, this right. should last, you know, 15, 20 minutes. 
Well, from as little as one dollar a month, you can listen to Muse or Ruse over on the Guitar Nerds Patreon site. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. Five dollars a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to bonus features and mini-series such as Branton's Rant on Ten Dollars a Month makes you one of our executive backers, granting you access to everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honor of having your name read out in one breath by me um should i just do it Joe? Uh, do we are we doing a backing track we haven't done it the last couple of weeks and i feel like yeah we need i'll just to. i'll just okay hang all right on, i'm gonna go wait, don't on, take too on, long what are you doing that's my beer all right okay fine that'll do you've got to do that for a minute though or whatever it is you've taken both my beers i need to drink one of them oh that's good Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Ethan Jebediah Bartius, Stephen Conrady, Scott Hamilton, Ivor John Mayercast, Marin Peters, Golden G, Richard III, Sean Arbo, Joshua Mitchell, Chris Wolford, Trumpeton, Ryan McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Grew, Nate Nagel, Tucker Amaton, Ernie Cooper, Emily James Baker, Christoph Rapsit, Zane, Omar, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Derek Fitzer, Martin Cliff, Matt Davis, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Jake Gray, Christopher Loseth, Juan Correa, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Rob Nordwick, Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Mancha, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Mark Cross, Brad Page, J.D. Short, Andy McKenzie, Laurie Anderson, Paul Carrigan, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Phil Thompson, Moon Gravett, Colin Anderson, I've still got plenty of breath. I normally have run out by this point, but not today. There you have it. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Guitarnos, or on YouTube at Guitarnos Studios. You can even visit our website, Guitarnos. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I can't get through the thing. Yes, you can... Visit the website guitarnerds.net where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory and you can even purchase Guitar Nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That is it from us this week. Follow us on the Patreon. See you next time. Bye-bye. Sorry if I gobs in your beard. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.